Uh. Some of my peoples one time. What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, we're back at it again. This is the Mod Squad Across the Intersection podcast. This is AJ. I'm in here with Eve and A. Swish. <laughs> As always, you can ingest this wonderful podcast on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, Google Play, and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud, the Sound Cleasy. Um, as always, hit us up on the social medias. Um, we are on Twitter at Across This, and we are on the Book of Faces Across the Intersection. Hit us up, hit us up, hit us up. Um, I am on Twitter at Divinimus, D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S. And on social, I get down with E to the V to the on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And always, you can always go to our website, divemedia.co. That's dive, D-I-V-E, media.co. Check out some of the articles we write. Check out the YouTube page. Check out some of our other podcasts. And y'all know we got this Patreon thing going. So please jump on Patreon if you want to support what we do, if you like what we do, and you want to throw a couple shekels our way. Um, you can sponsor us anytime, anytime, anytime. So what is what is the topic for the day, AJ? <laughs> you was waiting to do that. You was waiting to do that the whole time. You're like, I'm I'm getting what right into this. For today. Yeah. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you know we like to get long winded. So we're gonna try something new. We're just gonna get right into it today. Right, we're oh. just gonna get right into it. Um it's, it's been a lot of stuff going on. Y'all y'all recall that you know we took, you know, two or three weeks off at the end of twenty eighteen. So because of that we're still kind of cycling back, looking at some things that were really on our radar um, in 2018 to, you know, really kind of go through some of those things. Um, and and these one, are things that are still relevant now. So yeah, these are things that are still relevant today. Exactly. Um, and one of the things that, you know, was on my, my definitely on my docket to talk about um, was the, the concept. And, you know, we want to give a little disclaimer here, you know, this is going to touch a little close in some sensitive areas. So, if you got children listening or something, you might want to, you know, have them fall back. You might just want to have them fall back. Um, but this, th- there is a real thing here, and it's called sex change regret. Now, what we mean by that is, you know, it's people who would classify themselves as transgender, and they would go all the way through, you know, beyond cross-dressing, all the way through to an actual sex change operation, or I think it's called sex reassignment surgery. <laughs> Yeah, gender reassignment surgery. Well, it's gender confirmation surgery. Okay, gender Some gender confirmation surgery. Okay. So, confirm. so gender reassignment, gender confirmation, but it's all those people who go through the full process to have that surgery, and then they experience some remorse, and they actually want to go back now to their birth gender. That's actually a thing. Um, and so you have a growing number of people who are going through this, who are not talked about, by the way. You don't see this on, you know, trending on Twitter. This ain't trending on Twitter. Well, but- no, you would never see anything like this uh, trending on Twitter or on MSNBC or CNN or in Hollywood being promoted at the Oscars or anything like that. Of because course. Because it would be against what 
these uh, powers that we want to promote. That's a very good point because I don't, you know, I'm sorry, Eva, to, to to go off on a quick tangent, but they were parading okay. that brother around who was walking around in like the man dress at the Oscars. I don't know if y'all saw the photo. His name yeah. is Billy something. I forget. His, it was Billy I don't something. Know, man. I ain't really. It, it, I, don't, I didn't like know who the guy was, but I had to look him up. But his name is Billy something. But anyway, they were parading yeah. him around at the Oscars because he had like a suit top with a dress bottom. It was like, oh, he's so fierce. He's so brave or whatever. I'm like, brave? But anyway, y'all know you we call the, Billy the Porter. But yeah, Billy Porter. Thank you. Couldn't think of his last name. Thank you. Billy Porter's yeah. his name. Anyway, so that's neither here nor there. So this sexual regret is people who have gone through the surgery to have their genitals removed or restructured. Um, they go through all the hormone treatments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then years later, they uh, start to experience regret. They, they start to feel as if I made a mistake and I want to go back to my birth gender. So wait a second. Now, my question to you all and to the listeners is, what's the difference between that and the various changes we go through in life in general? So remember that sex, or at least that what people, what scholars are telling us is that sex is the physical uh, um, characteristics, male and female. Uh, gender is the social construct, saying the way that somebody should behave. Uh, if they identify with one or the other. But throughout the course of the stages of life, things change. We're entering middle age, which is when people tend to look back and forward and to say, oh man, what kind of life do I want to live now? What kind of different changes do I want to make now? In the beginning of uh, adulthood, you're trying to decide who you are and what you want to do. Some people later on in life make different changes. So what's the difference between going through the natural course of life and changing your mind about certain things, wanting to learn new things, experience new things in this actual process? I mean, for one, you you go through a surgical procedure. You know, there's there's one thing to just go through different changes when you're impressionable, you know, because you have to. I mean, all of us have been to college, you know, those 18, 19, 20, you know, through your early 20s are impressionable times in our lives and you know sometimes you make stupid decisions um but it's it's one thing to go through some changes just on what you believe and what you you know think and then to go all the way through with having a surgical procedure you know if i want to grow dreads have have uh, surgical procedures all the time when the turkey neck starts coming so this isn't just you know changes in of mind about who what type of person you want to be or what you want to learn or what you want to do new in your life uh, sometimes things that are not related to gender reassignment surgery are surgical as well. Right, and I understand where you're going, Eva. Um, and I sorry to uh, uh, jump in here. I know AJ was saying something. I, I just wanted to be uh, 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 speak on it a little bit. Well, certain it, certain things that are a little bit more damaging than others. So, for example, when you're talking about when you're talking about dealing with a person's anatomy. Um, dealing with a person's physiology, that's a little bit different than turkey net. That's right. a little bit different than a tattoo. Right. Uh, the, the, you're, you're, you're interrupting the natural development of one's body uh, in order to put, in order to hopefully conform it to an image in which that you have in your head that you'll never be able to reach. 
and the uh, the idea of uh, toying around with someone's gender is a con- it, 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 it is is also another terminology uh, of that is 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 called chemical castration. So the, the this this uh, uh, interrupting one's puberty, interrupting the way one's body uh, develops, has a lot of long-term physical consequences, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. <clears throat> and so, just even going back to this whole concept of sex being different than gender, sexual anatomy being different than gender, I wanted to uh, just look up the etymology of the word gender, and the, and um, the uh, as early I, I can I can go back to about thirteen hundred. And the term gender means kind, sort, class, a class yeah. or kind of persons mm-hmm. or things sharing certain traits, right? Uh, from Old English, genre or genre, kind, species, character, gender. Uh, in the 12th century, modern French genre from stem of Latin, genus or genus, gen- genitive, genitus, race, stock, family, kind, rank, order. Think of the word. Oh, also, is uh, the verb gender to to bring means to bring forth. Late 14th century, from Old French gendra, genre, engender, beget, give birth to, to engender, beget, okay. produce. So, um, <clears throat> the, the 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 word gender is akin to the word generation, or to generate, and one's gender is 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 letting uh letting themselves know what aspect or what component they provide in order to bring forth a new uh a new generation in order to generate that's either male or females only two so well right now (laughs) well the connection the connection between uh sexual anatomy and gender is is quite coupled it's not decoupled uh, the argument that gender is a social construct is uh, not actually true. There are there are certain behaviors that are uh, accepted and promoted and practiced amongst the uh, uh, two genders uh, historically, and that is not necessarily a re- and just because the, all those things aren't necessarily good does not necessarily mean that the term needs to be done away with. Uh, but unfortunately, what's happening here is that you have people who uh, have a desire to practice um, uh, sexual non-normativity. And uh, rather than accepting that it's non-normative, uh, they would rather do away and disrupt an entire system uh, that has existed since the dawn of man. Right. You brought up something that's just making me realize that I think people should have stuck with the term sex change operation because when we look at the de- the etymology, the background and the definition that you just did and uh, look at the fact that gender is more soft and related to type or related to behavior, whereas sex is more related to the physicality, a lot of the people that we're talking about and that you're mentioning in this article, AJ, actually physically had a change. So if somebody wants to do a gender reassignment, uh, well, you can you can simply behave and continue to behave according to the gender of your choice. But these are folks who are actually deciding to do something physical. So it actually is a section. Right. What we don't what we don't realize is. And by the way, for what what we're referencing, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is a documentary called I Want My Sex Back. 
Um, you can just Google it. It's on YouTube. It's probably on Vimeo. Um, it's a free documentary. It's about 30 minutes, um, and, and they interview people who have gone through the full you know, sexual reassignment surgery. And uh, I want to reference two of the people because um, the, the first person that they um, reference um, was just a, a regular person, just like a regular guy. Um, the, the second person that they interviewed is an author. Uh, her name is Renee Jacks. Um, she was a man who then became a woman um, and has been living as a woman for the last 40 years. Um, she had her sexual um, reassignment surgery in 1990, which is crazy to think they were doing that stuff way back then. Um, and then the third person that they, they interviewed in this documentary, his name is Walt Heyer. Um, he was a man who became a woman and then went back to being a man. Um, and now he, you know, um, goes around talking to people who struggle with, with with the regret. He has a website called sexchangeregret.com. Um, I think that one, you know, what what this this particular, I don't, you know, whether it's disorder or whatever you want to call it, this particular thing that these people are dealing with, because it's not publicized. This actually r- reminded me of if you, you know, for the listener, if you go back and listen to the series that we did on LGBTQ, if you recall, one of the things we did was we talked about a um, speech given by a young lady who grew up with two moms and how she wanted to know her dad, and she, you know, did, you know, displayed a little bit of anger um, because her moms, her moms hid that information from her until she became Correct. an adult. Correct. And, you know, so this is similar to that because she was speaking out on behalf of children who yeah. didn't have a voice to get to know that other parent. Well, that kind of stuff does not get, you know, publicized. And so what you also have here is a growing number of people who are regretting um, mutilating themselves, who are, re- you know, regretting, essentially castrating themselves, who are now regretting that decision. Um, and again, this type of stuff is not publicized. No one talks about it. No one what, goes what into the, the disorder. It's not publicized. Like said, why, why is it not publicized? I mean, it would take the air out of their sails. I mean, if yeah, the, sure. the, the LGBTQ lobby is strong in democratic circles, that joint is strong. And so, yeah, but we're talking about, we're talking about television networks. We're not talking about politicians. I mean, so those networks are bought and paid for by the same people that buy and pay for the politicians. Yeah, and, and I can tell you, I can also I can also respond and say that um, <clears throat> political correctness and science clash all the time. Uh, and I mean, you have it right now where there are so many things that are that that science has evidence on that is not politically correct. But the, I mean, just even when you get to the whole thing between men and women or males, males and females and how um <clears throat> And how uh, there are there are certain there are certain things that that go on uh, with women uh, that don't necessarily go on with men, and vice versa. That certain certain things get promoted uh, because it, it 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 tends to play a little bit better in the ears of uh, you know of um, the populace or in the ears of the media than it does uh, the other way around if it's something else. And so that happens a lot when it comes to uh, science. Just because something is actually true. Does not necessarily mean that it's going to be promoted or, or uh, accepted. Good point. At least by yeah. the powers that be. That's a really good point. Eh? I mean, yeah, we 
the the same people that buy and pay for politicians, I think, buy and pay for these networks. And so they want a consistent message. So whether yeah, it's I a mean, whether it's a liberal message or a quote unquote conservative message, it's gonna be consistent, right? So like ultimate aim though is the ultimate aim some sort of the elite two percent saying we want to control the population well so so i can i i can respond to that uh in regard to just give you a specific we talked about this before um when it comes to um when it comes to uh, uh sex sex is a control mechanism uh sex was begun to be utilized in um to 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 deploy on the American populace uh, from the around the 1940s, uh, really from the 1920s through the 1940s, uh, most notably through Edward Bernays, uh, who is the um, f- the person who fathered the term propaganda, uh, and uh, he he's, he's referred to as the father of public relations. And uh, he was a nephew of Sigmund Freud, and he took uh, Sigmund Freud's study of the subconscious self and the id and combined it uh, with. Um, with, with, with marketing and, and corporate speak and, uh, uh, and ultimately developed what, again, what we call public relations. But that then moved also into the uh, psychotherapy, psychoanalysis movement uh, that kicked off in the 1940s uh, after, uh, World War, uh, after World War II and the fall uh, of, uh, of, um, of, of Germany when the United States absorbed many, uh, many, many Bavarians, uh, many Hungarians, uh, and they brought a lot of their psychoanalysis uh, uh, studies, and um, that is where we get therapy. That's that's where we get even the um, the, the, the 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 via Harry S. Truman. That's where we get the the uh, uh, job profession of therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists. All that stuff comes from the 1940s when uh, when soldiers were coming back from World War II. And also a lot of these, uh, again, a lot of the Hungarians and a lot of these uh, uh, Khazars or what people t- tend to refer to as Jews uh, have, have come over here to the United States and they implemented themselves into the school systems and got these uh, paper uh, paper degrees and, and, and doctorates and all of that. And so anyway, in with that, in with that came the, the sexual revolution in the 19. 19- from, uh, from the mid-1940s through the 1950s. And the people behind that was a guy named Alfred Kinsey and then another guy named Wil- Wilhelm Reich. And then you also have everybody's famous uh, uh, Hugh Hefner. And it was a sexual revolution before the 70s, which is a sexual revolution that a lot of people know I, about. I am. I am. The sexual the sexual, sexual revolution first started uh, in 19... I want to say 1948 with this book um, that was produced by a man named Alfred Kinsey. Uh, and the the I, I believe the book is called the first book was called Sexual Behavior of the Human Male, and then four years later he came out with Sexual Behavior of the Human Female. So from 1948 to 1952. Uh, but anyway, these 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 books, it, it, they're, they're, if you look up if you look him up in the FBI vault, you'll find that um, they're 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 the the his efforts. Um, his efforts, uh, Alfred Kinsey's efforts, his whole thing was to be able to change the idea of what was considered sexual deviancy because he dealt with a lot of um, sexual confusion himself. Uh, and so he wanted to, he, he, fought, he, he actually made up, um, he actually made, and this is admitted uh, uh, right now by the LGTB lobby, if you look it up, 
uh, he asked Alfred Kinsey uh, uh, um, um, manipulated and falsified statistics in order to justify um, in order to justify and promote sexual non-normativity to be sexually normal. So anyway, what what what, what his, his whole thing and uh, and also along with the psychotherapists that uh, came from these certain areas in Europe, they did not necessarily like English patriarchy. They hated it. They didn't like any of that. They didn't like any pro. They didn't like Protestantism. They didn't like any of that stuff of being um, uh, sodomy being illegal, being immoral. They didn't like any of that stuff. And so one of their strategies in order to uh, fight fight um, the English patriarchy or the British the remnants of the British crown British crown excuse me was through um, was through um, was through sex. And um, the and, and all 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 the psychoanalytic uh, uh, information in which that they've come across in, in order to basically to control people. And so, so what happened was was in the 1950s you had this whole entire movement um, that started, and we're still dealing with like the grandchildren of that whole thing. But then okay. the whole goal of the joint was basically to ultimately to decriminalize statutory rape. So let's you know, circle but, back to the actual uh, documentary. So. I want to just mention a couple of books if anybody's interested in one of the people on, like I said, the one gentleman's name's Walt Hyde. You can go to his website, um, sexchangeregret.com. Um, and he also has like another website, like walthire.com. He goes around speaking. This And the, the other woman, the gentleman who became a woman who had the regret, but she is she's in her 60s now, um, R- Renee Jacks. Um, she wrote a book called Don't Get On That Plane why a sex change will ruin your life. And one of the things that I want to definitely push back on, well, two things. One is the the first point that A brought up that, you know, political correctness and science do clash. If um if anyone's familiar with the DSM, it's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, um used to classify this as a mental disorder. This was actually at one time classified gender dysphoria was actually classified as a mental disorder. Um, and of course, that was subsequently changed as the culture shifted to become more liberal. So that's where politics and science clash. Um, if if the the mental health community is saying oh, gender dysphoria is a mental illness, well, it's not politically correct anymore to classify it as that. So you got to change. So the DSM does get updated every so often. Um, I think it's like once once or twice a decade it'll get updated. They're like on DSM five, I believe now. Um, yeah, but what about my question regarding the issue of um, population control? I mean, but I think that this is this is deeper than population control. Population control is a fruit on on a tree, a tree. You have to change the like in in order to get to population control, you have to start changing the way people think about the population. But you can't just so, jump right to population control. I'm just asking what the motive is. That's so, why. Yeah, I, I, well, 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 that's my to, point. I, so I. I uh, like I'm, I, I kind of, I kind of look at it as a, like think about an apple core, um, and an apple core has two blended sides, and it's thin in the middle, and so um, on one side we have population control, and the other side we have um, we have sexual deviancy, deviancy and liberalism, and I kind of, I, I'm, and I'm sorry for taking so long. I, I kind of went went through an abridged history, uh, just to kind of lay a quick foundation that on the on, on the on the on the population control side, the the promoting promoting um, chemical castration 
uh, enables among uh, among a permanent underclass, aka black people, um, and aka indigenous people throughout the throughout the uh, southern hemisphere. Um, what that does is that teaches us to not that encourages us to not generate. That encourages us to cut off our lineages. That encourages us to c- keep our numbers down. Um, by constantly uh, spraying, and I, I know I'll sound a little graphic here, by spraying our semen uh, into areas, into unfertile ground. Uh, and if, if we can do that, if, if you have a whole, cl- a whole group, a whole class of people that are being led by their, by their members sexually, then what that does is that removes their life force, that takes away their ability to stand up, to fight, to control themselves, to, to not back down. Um, to they're constantly being driven by their flesh, which gets in the scripture. So that's the that's the value of the sexual non-normative practices and not controlling yourself and just being free sexually uh, to do whatever it is that you want uh, among the among the lower rungs of society. In the in the uh, in the upper rungs of society, the uh, the upper the top part of the apple core. The value behind this is that they can go around and they can have different kinds of uh, sexual experiences without fear of reprisal uh, or the law, which goes into what I was saying about the whole entire goal. One of the goals is to ultimately decriminalize statutory rape, which basically will, will, will allow this whole term love is love and pansexuality, pansexuality. The argument will be made that when love is experienced, there is no harm being done to any of the participants, no matter their age. I just think that, that these the things are, are are fruits. I think that, you know, we haven't well, gotten to the root of the tree. These, these things that, are fruits. No, I'm not saying we have got to the root of the tree. I'm just trying to answer Eve's question. No, I hear you, but I think that's why I was saying even when she asked the question, I think her question still is picking a fruit. Because um, we, could, we could talk about population control and we could get that under control. I know, I just double, double usage of the word there. <laughs> Or we could talk about um, sexual deviancy, but you know, and and the the different ways, the 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 different sexual practices, I should say, that are deviant. Um, but ultimately, the for me, I believe, and you know, this is where we get a little bibly. I think you know, Avery just hit on it. Is we have to understand that what we're doing is an assault on the image of God Himself. Like human beings were made in the image of God, both male and female. I'm quoting Genesis. So both when male and female are in union, that is actually the full image of God, like male and female. Because he says that both man and woman, he made them when they he are. Created t- yeah, he created them when when, created when, when man and woman come together, whether that's physically, spiritually, men, when, when man and woman are in union, in unison, that is the full <laughs> image of God. Right. So when we talk about things like transgender right that's that's not just oh i want to have this surgery because i want to wear dresses and blah 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 that's fruit on the tree oh that's not i want to sleep around and sleep with men and sexual different sexual experiences that is fruit on the tree the root of it is and a couple of people in that documentary as we come around third base a couple people in the documentary they hinted at it they didn't really go too deep in it but they they talked about the when they after they had the surgery they realized that was not the the core issue you know they they went out and had the hormone treatments they had this surgery 
They started dating other, you know, other genders because they now are in the quote unquote gender that they think they're supposed to be. And they they all three of them said that didn't solve the problem. They thought the problem would, would be solved. And they was like, wait a minute. The problem still is not solved. So that's that's the origin of the regret. So after they had these surgeries, they realized that my issue is I have a problem with myself. I do not mm-hmm. like myself. And so that's why I'm saying we to encourage people to understand the root issue with many of these things is you don't understand that you are made in the image of God, both male and female made in the image of God. And your issue is actually with God himself, not with, you know, having these surgeries, not with hormones. Your your issues are the fact that you don't realize that you were made in his image. You were made in the image of something greater than yourself. It doesn't stop with us. Um, and I think that's where the issues are. So we get into these kind of quasi-political debates about things, and it's like, you can do whatever you want to do. You want to cut your arm off. You know, as a matter of fact, I believe the author, Renee Jacks, she makes this statement in the documentary. I really encourage you all to go out and listen, um, to go out and watch it. She says that the transgender way of thinking is if you come into the doctor with a broken leg, if your left leg is broken, rather than saying, all right, let's work on this left leg, they say, well, let's just break the right leg so that they both match. Yep. And that's the, that is essentially how they think. You have gender dysphoria, you feel like some some things are going on. Let's just address that rather than going into all of this other stuff. Because there's actually things that you know I don't. We're not going to get into it here. But if you want to go up and, and research it for the listeners, there's actually practices now of hormone blocking in children in adolescence. So people, this is deeper than just oh I want to wear a dress or I want like this stuff is deeper. If I'm going to the point of chemically poisoning my children to block their natural growth and development as far as hormones, whether it's masculine or feminine, that is a much deeper issue. And so we have to really be willing to talk about these things. And so our point in even bringing this up is to understand these things are not talked about, right? What's talked about is I want to get married to a man and it should be the same and, you know, this, that homophobia, blah, blah, blah. There's some deeper, deeper things out here that are not discussed, not talked about. And it's for a reason, because if it was talked about, it would take the wind out of the sails of this LGBTQ lobby. I don't got no hate for nobody, but I think that we have to be realistic and say, hey, talk about the whole picture, present the whole point. And when culture actually make certain decisions to make certain things normative within a culture, we need to think about what the consequences will be generationally. So we've decided as a culture that there's certain things that are appropriate uh, in terms of gender, appropriate behavior for males and appropriate behavior for females. And if there's a boy who is physiologically a male, but he likes poetry <laughs> or he likes uh, you know, modern dance, or he likes something other than warfare and sports, then it, since he lives in this type of environment, he thinks that he has to change who he is because people have feminized poetry and modern dance. And he all he's trying to do is align his interests with his physiology. And so as a culture, we need to re-examine what we're considering to be masculine and feminine uh, so that we won't paint ourselves into these types of corners. 
Hey, what's happening, family? This is AJ. All right, so listen, this week's episode was real heavy. So because it was so heavy, both topics were pretty weighty. Um, we went ahead and decided to cut this into two episodes. So part one just concluded and disc two will be dropping shortly. So you'll have two episodes this week, both of them a um, little bit shorter than normal, but it's because both topics were a little bit weighty and we thought it was a bit much to put it all into one episode. So thanks again for rocking with this. We really appreciate y'all. So check out this week's second part, which will be called disc two. That'll be the second episode. All right, peace. Let's get started, I won't cheat you Let me set apart who is my people The ones who set in their heart to be believers Press on to the mark to follow Jesus When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving Don't follow their feelings, that'll be misleading they're the ones that keeping it biblical Keep it 100 when others saying it's fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the light while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks is hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinctional You remind them too much of what they've been